We're back for another exciting episode of The Spicy Life. I am your host, Spicy Madi, and joined with me as always is my beautiful and lovely co-host, Dr. Ali. What up? And today on The Spicy Life, we have a special guest in the building. You guys are going to love what this topic is about, how to achieve your best orgasm. And in the G-spot with us is Kat Tremarco. Literally she the G-spot. Is, yes, it is literally <laughs> the G-spot today. <laughs> Kat Tremarco is a spiritual teacher and coach, sex coach, published author and speaker. And everything Kat teaches is centered around coming home to your true self and your true soul self, your desires, your true sexual self, and living the outward expression of your most authentic and powerful powerful self. Ooh, this is going to be a hot episode. She coaches and teaches people to understand their inner world of thoughts, emotions, and energies to turn internal struggle into inner peace and live a personalized version of your best life. Kat actually is an author, you guys. Her first book, Self Approved, is an amazing book, and it's a guide to accepting, loving, and expressing the person you truly are. And it was published in 2017 and is available worldwide on Amazon.com. So like I told you, we're going to talk about how to achieve your best orgasm. But you know, we always got to warm up our guests and warm you up with the spicy dish. And there is like always some juicy news and gossip going on in Hollywood Mm -hmm. and in the world today. Uh, A controversial issue that is consistently coming up, okay, for the past like however many years has been R. Kelly and whether he is Fester the child molester or not. And the evidence since the Lifetime film proves to be true. However, now they're talking about R. Kelly, like holding him accountable finally for his sins. And he spent the night in jail after failing to come up with a hundred K bond alley. Yeah. And Kat, feel free to join in anytime you want. Let's speak on it. But yeah, I mean, so I can't say, you know, whether everything in the video and the movie was true or not. We don't know what was exactly happening, but obviously the police in Chicago have found enough information and evidence to put him in jail. That's, you know, whatever's going on. What is happening in Chicago right now? Can we discuss that? Yeah, with Chicago. Justice losing his mind. Everything, <laughs> what is happening in Chicago? You guys, pizza is really delicious, but y'all got a lot of drama. A lot of drama. <laughs> like, and we can't even talk about Justin until this whole thing shakes out now because there's so many twists and turns. I'm over it. But R. Kelly, he's in jail. I, I don't know why. So I guess he couldn't make the $100, the $100,000 bond because they presented him, I think, with a million dollar bond, but you have to present 10% of that. And so I guess he's still in jail. Um, Maybe the streets are safer. I don't know, but all right. And I want to know what kind of jail they're holding him in. Is this like a luxurious, comfy jail that looks like a music video? Or (laughs) does he have bottle service in jail? Like where is he being contained? I mean, let's talk about when supposedly when um, Martha Stewart was incarcerated, they said she had a a nice jail cell. It was large and nice, decent. See, it that's what I'm talking Full about. Full service prison. Like, um, service. do you watch Orange is the New Black? I have seen it. I read the book actually before oh, I ever saw the show. I don't even know anyone who's yeah. read the book. <laughs> it's a real, it's based on a true memoir of, no, a, of a real woman. I did not who, know that. Yeah, yeah. So I was interested watching, when I when the show did come out, watching it and know, like comparing like, oh, how it was pretty accurate to okay. her true story. Because mm-hmm. I felt like they yeah. had a character on there that was like the Martha Stewart of like Orange is the New yes, Black. And did. she was like they living did. her best luxurious life while in jail. Yeah. Well, but if you're going to do Kelly, it. <laughs> if R. Kelly can't afford 100K, he's definitely not going to have like, pump you know plumpy like cush pillows and stuff like that yeah but i hope i hope they're you know getting him off the street and i hope he doesn't end up finding a way to weasel out of this because i mean like you said this has been something that people have been talking about since the 90s you know like a lot of i think all of us have at least one friend that lived in chicago 
I do. That's so true. Yep. Everyone has one friend that went to that high school. Like, that's what I've been noticing. Like, everyone's like, yeah, I have a girl. She went to that school. Yeah, my guy friend, he went there. You know, and, and talks about, you know, R. Kelly coming into the school and doing whatever he was doing, hanging out with the girls, playing basketball with, the, you know. And um, so, you know, Chicago, many blessings to you. May you guys figure out what you're doing because there's a, there's a lot going on. I know you said you didn't want to talk about Jesse, but yeah. I'm sorry. That like, just really quick, what the hell is going on? Like, <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. I can't keep up. I think that's also a part of it is I said the last episode we talked about it. Like I'm trying to wait because my emotions get in it. Right. It's like, are you telling the truth? Are you not telling the truth? Are people lying on you? Is there a conspiracy? Are you the, are you the conspiracy? Like I recently, I don't know what's I, but isn't there like a check now that he wrote out to, for those of you guys who don't under, who don't know, Jesse Smollett is the, one of the lead actors from empire and he was uh, allegedly, and we're gonna still have faith that he was really attacked um, and a victim of hate crime. And then uh, he hired, or the, allegedly hired though, two Nigerians to pretend to be Donald Trump supporters and attack him in the street, put a noose around his neck, throw bleach on him. And now they're saying that he set it up, that it's um, something that he actually had done to himself. And so the latest news is that he, the evidence is that he wrote a check to the two brothers from Nigeria and signed this check. They have the evidence. Uh, yeah, well, what some know. people are saying is he signed the check and he wrote on it like for training, like, oh, so he couldn't have paid them for beating him up because it was for training. But I'm like, but who's going to endorse a check and be like, so you can fraudulently attack me when I really, you know, because it's a part of my scheme. Like no one's writing that. They were that saying that the they thought that it was like a prank, a prank like um, punked. Well, you know, the no, TV show no, the, I, so I think, the, it, think they took it too far. <laughs> well, it wasn't even them that took it too far. He's the one who called, like, if it right. was staged, yeah. he calls his, like, manager or the, I think the director of the show or something and saying, like, what had happened to him. He turned to the media outlets. Yeah. Well, what, well, cause what some people are saying about the check is that, so the police are saying he wrote the check to the men so they could beat him up. What other people are saying is he wrote the check to the men so they could train him because they were his trainers. But I'm saying, who's writing on the log line of your check, like, for services rendered, attacking me fraudulently? Right. Like, mm -hmm. no one's writing that on your check. You don't know what the money was for. Who knows? But you... I, uh, I, it's this too is a frustrating for Adley to talk about. It, I, I honestly, you know me, I never don't have the words for something that I'm feeling. <laughs> but I just don't know where to go from here. Because I so desperately don't want him to have lied. I know. I don't either. And Scott but, Evans, like who was here last week, like spoke so yeah. heavily, like just like just like so kindly and nicely about this guy and his character um, and just, you know, the kind of person that he is. So, yeah. you know, I hold that true. Like when you have spent time with someone or you have a relationship with them uh, anyway, regardless if it happens, something's yeah, going on, something, something fishy. He said two white guys attacked him and two black guys attacked him. <laughs> uh, there's there's lies. Lies yes, are there. Something, like some I'm not in denial on. about Jesse. I'm just trying to hold a lot of my emotions because I don't want to spend too many emotions on this for no reason. I know. I, I want to hold my emotions until I know the facts and then unleash As them. As you should. <laughs> okay, so let's, and so in positive and uplifting yes. and happy news, the Oscars was last night and mm -hmm. uh, Best Supporting Actress went to Regina King. Yes, give it up, give it yes, up, Regina. Yes, yes. And uh, she said being a mother and having a mother who sacrificed her own dreams for her children helped her prepare for her role in Bill Street. Ellie, and Kat, have you guys seen Bill Street? I have not. Okay, nope. I haven't either, but now I'm gonna go see it because she just won an award for it and I feel like I need to see what's all, going on. All the Oscars movies make me sad. They're always like sad, somber movies and I, I, I need to be propped up. 
sometimes. sometimes I think I that's why they do stuff. well because it invokes emotion yeah. in people. You know, like even if it's a, even if it's a more negative or sad. Yeah dreary emotion it evokes feeling yeah People respond I, to emotion did you oh watch green God. book no but that's our next story oh, okay because, <laughs> well, because i freaking um i did watch green like, after i see oh, you saw one, it well because i have the jailbroken fire stick so <laughs> i can Yay. watch i can watch like any movie even if it's out in the theater right now like on the mm-hmm. stick i shouldn't be putting myself out there but hey look Okay, uh, it was a gift. <laughs> Lots of people have them in the world. Yeah. You're not alone, I'm sure. <laughs> but um, but I, as soon as I saw like, oh, you know, the, it got best screenplay, I definitely like downloaded and watched it. Um, but wait, I wanted to, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to jump. I know we got to fin- yeah. finish giving props to Regina. Regina. Um, and I, li- I liked that she attributed uh, this to her mom because I feel like we just had an episode on the importance of like mom and how hard it is it's, like as a single mom and what they do in our lives. And definitely big ups props to, you know, moms who are sacrificing or going through the struggle so that your children can live their dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, uh, big ups to that. And uh, now we can talk about Spike Lee. If you yeah, guys don't have this anything. next story, Spike Lee, we all love, we all love Spike Lee. Who doesn't love Spike Lee? He was in his head to toe purple outfit, which is classic Spike Lee. I really, I loved everything about him. Spike has been in the game for a minute. Yeah. He, like, he walked out yesterday. So, yeah. So there's a lot. Obviously, we give him a lot of props for, you know, him getting the best adapted screenplay. Yes. Right. For Black salute. Klansman. Hats off. Yeah. Like salute. Like I haven't seen that either. Oh, my gosh. You guys got to see that. Oh, I, that's Denzel's son starring in that. Yeah, I know. that boy. He I, need, I need a whole weekend to catch yeah, up on. To, catch yeah, up. Yeah, to, to binge watch Clearly, all these I'm movies. I'm addicted to TV and films. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. I think I might be able to, to tolerate that one because I always like Spike stuff. You know, it's emotional, but then there's like jokes and it's 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 layered, you know, so I can kind of like, like do it. But um, so our, uh, I guess our leader, the 45th, had a comment to say about the, uh, the, the acceptance speech that he gave. Basically, Spike Lee was saying like, we, I thank my ancestors who, you know, who built this country for, you know, allowing me to get, you know, where I am today. And he talked about, you know, paid homage to like the Native Americans that were, gen- you know, genocided as a result of, you know, a lot of the people coming into this country. And he talked about, you know, we need to embolden ourselves to vote in 2020, don't sleep. like be active, do things to make change and, and focus on like love and empathy. And so of course, Donald Trump had a statement to say about that. Um, he said, it would be nice. It would, he didn't say it would be, he said, be nice if Spike Lee could read his notes or better yet have to use no notes at all when doing his racist hit on your president who has done more for African-Americans comma in quotes or in a like little brackets criminal justice reform lowest unemployment numbers in history oh, tax brother. cuts etc than most in most other presidents so that was his response to the wonderful statement that spike lee made because he definitely was reading from a piece of paper and he was excited so he wasn't like at least didn't you blowing. do something on a show about narcissism or like di- didn't you do something around an episode of narcissism or you were supposed to do something on narcissism like is he not because I because I'm trying to attribute the fact that you know what a narcissist look like. Yeah. Um, isn't he not the most like narcissistic person in the world? So according to all the rules and ethics surrounding psychologists, I cannot answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> she pleads the fifth. According to all the rules, I don't know what you're talking about. Who's Donald Trump? But <laughs> let that answer serve 
as an answer for all of you. But when I have worked with narcissists in the past, there are a number of symptoms that do fall together. Grandiosity, a larger connection to like a deity or some huge famous person. Um, sometimes they can um, downgrade and, and disregard the feelings of other people. Not so much like a sociopath. People with narcissism can have sociopathic tendencies, obviously not talking about the person we previously mentioned, but in general, um, but there are a lot of clusters that go around and a lot of psychologists and researchers kind of discuss at the center of a lot of the way we conceptualize narcissism is a fundamental ego injury. Mm. And so they kind of puff themselves up to look like they're super strong and dynamic and powerful mm -hmm. so that they can kind of protect this gooey soft center mm -hmm. and that injury that they have. So they surround themselves with people who kind of don't question them and just kind of worship so that they can pretend. Um, and one of another thing that some people do anecdotally see in people who might actually be diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder is um, kind of like a, um, a tertiary understanding of information that they might talk about. So they might not really understand things as deeply as they are trying to say they do, but they'll kind of like go in and use a lot of big words and jargon and mm. try to be like, boom, boom, but then you really push them on it and they're like, kind of don't know. There's exactly. no embodied experience of it. Yes. It sounds like, yeah. Yeah, oh my, yes, that's yeah. exactly what it is. It's so they like maybe did a, a brush up on it, read on it real quick so they could look like they knew what they were talking about, but you're right, they hadn't internalized well, it. Trump mm -hmm. doesn't yeah. even sound like he knows what he's talking about when he reads up on any, if he even reads, anyways. Yet again, not making that connection. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I definitely have never treated Donald Trump. If I had, couldn't talk about it. <laughs> and I cannot speak to his but, mental status. I have no knowledge of whether he's been diagnosed with this at all, but. There was drama though yeah. when uh, Green Book won the award yes. for best. What was it? Best screenplay. Best movie. Best movie. Okay. Best movie. Yeah. When film or whatever. And Spike did win an award. However, he was like appalled. And he was nominated also for best film and did not win. And so I don't know. People are like this is a Kanye West thing. He's doing what Kanye West did. No, I don't know. If no. He, it's very different. He it's not wasn't, about Spike. I don't think it's about him. I think it's about why Green Book won and the portrayal of once again, the stereotype or how the black man is portrayed in Hollywood and the film speaking to, uh, and, and, and I'm sorry, I did go and see it after the yeah. award. So I do, um, how do I say his name? Mahershala, Mar, Mar, Mahershala? Mahershala Ali. Ali, yeah. Ali, okay, because I do love him. I'm sorry, he's a phenomenal freaking yes. actor. He killed this movie um, and so did Nick Vallelonga. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of names, girl. You got a lot of names. It was based on a true story. Yeah. Um, it was based on a true story. But uh, it was actually an entertaining movie. Now, do I think that it was the best movie of the year? Mm -hmm. uh, Spike, I'm well, kind of with you, though. Like, this is not a storyline I haven't seen before. All we did was just flip driving with Miss Daisy. And I also think the crux of it, too, is the frustration with the fact that black stories are constantly narrated by white men. Mm, and I think that's an issue. That is, is another that one. The director... I mean, no shame. I mean, he's probably a wonderful director. You know, Peter Farley, F-A-R-R-E-L-L-Y, Farley, whatever. Probably you know, I amazing, can't pronounce nothing. <laughs> I, I know, clearly we are having a very hard time today pronouncing things. Promise you we are 100% sober and ready to do the show today. I don't know what is going on. But um, so I think people also kind of had issue with this black story being told from a perspective and who knows who was on the writing team. You know, I, I can't say that that's, my exact perspective, but this is a perspective that some people had of the movie. And I believe, I, I haven't spoken to Spike Lee, so I have no idea I'll exactly Spike what he after felt. this. <laughs> I know, we need to have Spike in. But, um, so I think that that was also a component, is that, um, is that this, 
it was told kind of a lot of African-American directors and producers try to get onto a lot of these projects and aren't able to get onto the projects. And there are other people that are chosen instead. And it's like, well, can we at least tell our own story? So I think that was also a part of it, but we'll see. He'll and probably come I out and say something. I think it was a memoir from, the, so the, so I, I think the person, mm -hmm. Vigo Martinson. Morganson. Vegan Mortensen. See, I can't Wait, pronounce where? anything. Vigo Mortensen is the, was the, the Italian that was starring in the film, right? Mm -hmm. His son is the one who wrote this in honor of his father, but his father went on to become, I think, an actor in The Sopranos. I think I have that right. I don't um, know what's going on. <laughs> you guys never quote me on anything. Everyone it's not listening, about, I don't, it's not I don't know. Relationships don't quote me. <laughs> I don't know what Bryce is talking about at all. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, um, I, I do understand Spike's frustration, uh, but I think that him walking out, he should have, he should have still like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I feel like, dang, this is this was a moment for. Mahershala Ali and yeah. they could have stood in solidarity to, you yeah. know, show props and, you know, big ups, you know, for having, you know, even gotten this role or even, you know, being a part of this project. I don't know. That's I feel true. like there is a way to see the silver lining and have some love shown, but I feel Spike's frustration. I don't know how I would feel if, you know, a million years in the industry and continuing seeing, you know, this going on where my frustration would be. So That's I can't true. say that I might not have done the same anyways. So Spike on the show yes come come talk about it with us come talk about it with us um and you know we always uh start with the spicy dish but then we have to go in to like our naked truth and the spicy tips and we know that you guys are Sexy here because time. you want to hear about how to have the best orgasm of your life you want to hear about you know how to make you know the the squirting the moaning the the groaning um, she's going in with all the words <laughs> <laughs> she's using all the words and right is now gonna give us all of these spicy tips in just a sec but we gotta pay homage we got to show love to our spicy sponsors. You guys, Dr. Ali and I are absolutely hygiene snobs. We're very particular snobs. about the products that we use, which is why we're super excited about our newest, latest and greatest deodorant from Native. They create safe, simple, effective products that people use in the bathroom every day. And it's products that are trusted ingredients and trusted performance. You guys can check out the 7,000 five-star reviews from their customers, which I absolutely did first before I even swiped this deodorant on my armpits. And mm -hmm. I was shocked at how it totally works. I mean, there are so many deodorants out there for you to choose from, and I'm particular when it comes to the smell, but this particular product actually hung with my workout. That was my most concern is I still smell good while I'm sweating, running, doing my cardio, and whether you are a busy mom that's living a crazy life or like a, a dad that needs some you know, powerful deodorant, it can keep up with whatever your daily schedule is, and the best part is the clean ingredients. It's real. Like... It is real. So less is more when it comes to Native. They have fewer, simpler ingredients so that you know everything that's actually in it. And there's been a few studies that aluminum might be linked to some serious health ramifications, including breast cancer and Alzheimer's. So although Native is priced at a slight premium when compared to other conventional deodorants, it's safe and effective. It's formulated without aluminum, parabens, sulfates, phthalates, trisoclins, ugh, Say that again. <laughs> I don't even know what these things are, but talc. they sound bad. <laughs> They're bad. They're not good. You don't want them in your deodorant. But you're like anti all these 
like things, I, and I know you look I for, actually look the for these things. Yeah. I actually look for these things. And so that's cool that it doesn't have like all these things in it. And so that's probably why they were able to get on Good Morning America and Pop Sugar and, you know, Nylon, Hello Giggles, Women's Health, and L, because this is a really amazing, safe, and great product. And it comes with a variety of enticing scents. Like I told you, I need to smell like a million bucks wherever I go. Yes. And they have so many different fragrances to choose from, from coconut and vanilla, which is like my favorite and the most popular, and uh, lavender and rose, which That's Dr. Mine. Ali loves. <laughs> it matches her personality. Cucumber and mint and eucalyptus and mint. And there's no risk to try. And for right now, they offer a free return and exchange in the US. And you can subscribe and save 17% and also save $2 per stick and have native conveniently delivered to your door every one, two, three, or four months whenever you need to, you know, re-up. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, you guys, this coconut and vanilla is everything. And it doesn't like clash with any of my other fragrances that I'm wearing. And Dr. Ali likes yeah. how healthy and safe it is. I like the lavender <laughs> rose because lavender is so calming and rose is so like, it reminds me of my grandma. I just love it. I love everything about lavender and rose. You guys, please take advantage of the special offer. And our unique promo code is Spicy Life for 20% off your first purchase. Visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code Spicy Life during checkout. Once again, 20% off your first purchase and visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code Spicy Life during checkout and get you some smell good so you could get you a boo. Yes. (laughs) My other favorite obsession right now is helping all my friends with planning their wedding so that I don't have to do all of the work. It's real. (laughs) As somebody who was uh, formerly a bridezilla herself, you guys got to check out Zola. It's a free wedding website that helps create your dream wedding registry with affordable, save the dates, invitations, and easy to use planning tools. For anyone who has been a bride or bridesmaid, trust me, you will appreciate this. It is a game changer. If you want to save your friendships, save your marriage, (laughs) because I totally had problems with organization when it came to planning my wedding and had I been able to use Zola or somebody been as loving of a friend as me and referred Zola for sending out wedding invitations, thank you cards, the struggle would have been less. So if you want to stay organized, make sure that all you couples out there manage everything online and in one place with Zola. Start with a free wedding website. It's so easy. It only takes a few minutes to set up. There's over a hundred beautiful wedding website designs to choose from that fit any couple style and every type of wedding. Add photos, stories about how you two met, travel and accommodation info, and even recommend things for your guests to do while they're in your beautiful town, right? Destination weddings. And Zola makes registering for newlywed life easy as well. Guests love free shipping and returns, price matching and more. There are over 500 top brands, 500 top brands from OXO to Cuisinart, Sonos and Airbnb. You can also create a fund for your honeymoon, future home, new puppy, absolutely anything (laughs) you might ever want. Zola also has the best completion discounts. 20% off of all remaining gifts on your registry starting right after your big day. Ooh, so you guys to start your free wedding website and also get $50 off your registry on Zola, go to Zola.com backslash Zola Spicy. Once again, this is a free wedding website. Please use this tool to save your life, your happiness, your marriage, and also get $50 off your registry on Zola. Just go to Zola.com backslash Zola Spicy and take advantage of this amazing offer right now. Okay, and so you guys, we are back. We once again, like I mentioned, earlier we have a sex coach in the building Kat Tremarco to talk about how to get that amazing O. Now for those of you who maybe maybe there's some versions out there listening maybe there's someone who hasn't ever had an orgasm maybe you're someone who's trying to get better orgasms regardless yeah. we're going to give you the basics what the hell is an orgasm? 
Is it something we imagined? Is it real? It yes and <laughs> Ooh, I like it as an and. Like we could have a whole show just on this on this one question. There's so there's actually quite a few different viewpoints that some people say that there's multiple forms of orgasm. Some people say that every orgasm is technically a clitoral orgasm, even our G spot, because really? if we look at the anatomy mm. of our clitoris, uh, we have the head, but then it kind of almost looks like a wishbone in how the nerve endings go into our body and connect in like a cluster where our G-spot is. So there's some experts, I'm not an anatomy expert, Mm -hmm. um, but some experts say that there's multiple different forms of like vaginal genital orgasms. And there's some people that say like, well, technically it's all rooted back to the clitoris. So it's all a clitoral orgasm. But for me, I like to take the definition of orgasm and just like completely expand it out because we can have a genital sneeze right? Yeah. Which is that climax or that like releasing of energy. Um, but really we can create a whole orgasmic experience sexually. And if we have a second, I would love to share a bit of my own personal experience and what drew me into sex coaching in the beginning, Ooh. Uh, because it ties in perfectly. Please let me know how you found the, o I'm still buddy. on genital sneeze. Like <laughs> yeah. It. Isn't that a great? Enjoy yeah. it a lot. <laughs> All right, sorry, I'm back. Genital so you can sneeze. say to your partner, I'm about to genital sneeze, I'm about to genital sneeze. I'm into it, I'm my, really into my, it. My, pull the plug on Is the it because you have it, you have it, you get blessed. Bless you. Bless you. Okay, let's hear this story. How yes. the heck yeah. did you find your O spot? Well, so my entire sexually active life, I was unable to orgasm with men. I could orgasm by myself in like literally like 90 seconds with a vibrator even if I wasn't turned on, but I could be having sex for hours with someone uh, and never orgasm. And this, I was frustrating. I was discouraged. I was, I, I was, I was on a mission. I was on a mission to, to like, <laughs> I'm going to have an okay, orgasm. Okay, I'm going, like, I want to be able to orgasm with a partner because I wanted to be able to experience that with a partner, like with somebody and not just as that kind of genital sneeze on my own. So that's, that's what sent me mm-hmm. into this journey of sexual self-exploration and learning my body, but deeper than that, like learning my psyche, learning my emotional self, because orgasm is more than just a physical experience. It's an emotional experience. Mm-hmm. We have to open, we have to be vulnerable, especially as women. Can I say pussy? Oh yeah, yeah, you can. I'll say okay. all the words. Okay. Capital P. I'm like, oh no, we didn't have the conversation ahead of time. What no, my, we can, my we word can, boundaries are. We can straight up cuss. No like, boundaries. Okay. We can actually okay. cuss. Yeah, don't even worry about our, it. Because even our pussy, our vagina is open. We're receptive, but we get so used to operating in this pushing energy, right? That mm. that it's, a, it's an energetic, it's an emotional, it's an, a mental experience even. And what I find with a lot of sex therapists, they really focus on the physical part, mm. the physical part. So mm. I feel like that is something that that, um, that sets me apart in the work I do with my clients is we look at, yeah, your physical body and technique and where do you want to be touched? How do you want to be touched? But how do you relate to men? Mm. Do you trust men? What are your belief systems about men? What did you see in men growing up? Because if you don't feel safe around a man or a partner yep. of any kind, yep. you can't open and let go. And orgasm is the most vulnerable experience ever. It's where you completely let go of control and let somebody into you mm-hmm. in, in a deeper, deeper way. So, um, What's the next question? Does that answer your question? No, that's so real. <laughs> that is, no, so so perfect, that made you yeah. like go yeah. and explore. But to the women that, that so, what, so what about the ones that it's not necessarily an emotional journey for them and they hook up with a guy and they have an amazing bust to bust. 
why wasn't why were they able to surpass the emotional journey that they had to go on and be able to climax? I wish I could answer that, but I can't because it's not it's not my personal experience. Yeah. Um, it, that's where I feel like there's multiple different ways to orgasm. Like you can have a physical orgasm, but you can have a physical orgasm and a deeply emotional heart opening orgasm at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like it all depends kind of how you're framing it. But for me, I know that the orgasm could, the physical orgasm couldn't come because there were these emotional blocks yeah. and these mental blocks in the way. And that's a piece that for, for any woman that's struggling to find her orgasm or to more deeply orgasm with a man because G-spot orgasm is oh the, my deep, gosh, is the is deepest the of all. Yeah. That is the best. It's, it's I, more vulnerable. Wow, wow. Well, I will say this. I think anxiety is the killer of orgasms. Yeah. The more worried you are, I think the more difficult it is to reach that climax. And so maybe for people yeah. who do have trouble with that, there might be, like you said, that emotional component. Totally. And there's something maybe in the a barrier yeah. between you and that. Because I, I, I feel like an orgasm is largely a letting go. And if you have a hard it time is, letting yeah, it's go, yeah. it's like, how can you really experience that, especially in the presence of somebody else? Exactly. Like, what if I do something weird? Which comes down to a That's fundamental safety, safety That's so important. Yeah. 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 So I just like to draw people's attention to that because yeah. it is once you feel safe, then we can start playing with like technique and how do you find your G spot? And do you like it harder? Do you like it softer? How do you direct someone and how to rub your clit? And that's one thing too that we get asked a lot, like a common question just in the industry that we are is, well, how do you know when to sleep with him? How do you know, like when, one, yeah. when you want to, two, when you feel safe and secure. Like I'm all for sexual exploration. How, hook up if you are in a place where you, you know, want to bust, but you don't necessarily want to be in a relationship. However, if you are going to be on some one night stand or on some hookups and you can emotionally handle it because you have to know yourself, also make sure priority is that you feel safe with the person who you're hooking up with so that you can yes. have the best sex. Don't just be hooking up just to hook up and you not even get a bus for it. Cause then that's a waste of a number in my opinion. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like to Cheers. your point earlier, you said there's a million different types of, or there's a, several different yeah. types of orgasms. Researcher Betty Dodson did a study and she has described all of these orgasms that I'm about to list for you. Okay. Cool. There's the combination or blended orgasm. And that's where there's a, just a variety of orgasms going on all at the same time. The multiple mm. orgasms is when it's a series of orgasms over a short period, rather than one singular orgasm. Mm -hmm. There's the pressure orgasm that arises from the indirect stimulation of like applied pressure. So that may be like yeah. the penetration or a dildo um, or even self-stimulation, uh, like, you know, fondling. Uh, relaxation orgasm comes from this deep sensual stimulation of just like letting go and relaxing. There's the tension orgasm that's the form of an orgasm from direct stimulation when the body and muscles feel really tense. And then there's two other orgasms that Freud and Dodson um, sometimes discount, but you guys may have experienced it, is the fantasy orgasm, which comes from just the mental stimulation. Like you're just yeah. thinking about it and you just well, bust. Those are real yeah. wet dreams. <laughs> wet dreams, yeah. That's pure fantasy. And then so. there's the G-spot, yeah. which we were just speaking about, that's orgasms resulting from stimulation of like an erotic zone, penetrative, penetrative intercourse, or feeling uh, markedly different to orgasms for other kinds of stimulation. So mine would be, my husband and my bunny rabbit and the dragon those two work the best for me with my husband 
So with him, like at the same time, or like, no, like separately? When he's asleep in bed and I don't feel oh, like waking okay. him up, I reach oh, for my okay. dragon or my yeah. rabbit. <laughs> he's good on his own. I don't need those when I have when I have okay, the okay. backup and then the backup behind the backup. Yeah, I like that. She has two levels of. I like that. Yeah, Love yeah. There's layers yeah. to this, y'all. Layers. There's, layers. there's so many layers. But I like the fact that there's like all these potentials. For orgasms, so many. Yeah, you should go on like an exploration of trying to figure out. Okay, am I someone who needs the relaxation orgasm, or can I do it from the fantasy orgasm? Like, there's all these different forms, it, and it goes deeper too. It, you can have a cervical orgasm, you can have a full body orgasm, you can have an energetic orgasm, which is not focused specifically on the genitals. So it, it can go even, what is that? even is further. That like an energetic orgasm. No, so it's not. So, so an energetic orgasm could be focused on your genitals. Like I've had times where partners are not even touching me, and my genitals will be responding, mm, and they're pulsating. even like, "What is going on?" Like, and my eyes will be closed. So it's energy, and you can literally like play with the energy in your genitals. But you can do it in your whole body. So sometimes I'll have times where my whole body starts starts convulsing. It's called a kriya, actually, which is a movement of energy in the body, mm. and uh, it can be alarming initially. Like, luckily, I had been exposed to it before started happening in my own body but sometimes I'll have to like uh warn a partner if it's if it's our first time like I don't know if you've seen this before but don't worry my body's just energetically I'm moving stuff I'm having an energetic orgasm like I'm okay though like how do you have those let's talk about yeah. that so yeah this is exciting and that's where I was like oh orgasm is such a we think of orgasm being isolated to our genitals yeah. like to our pussy right and that those are beautiful and amazing too but we can really expand that to our whole body so it starts actually just by having an awareness of it because as soon as something's in your subconscious mind now there's a potential that it, it exists mm -hmm. now there's a potential that you could have that experience and that's how I first got introduced oh, to it the too the awareness so of like, sense. wow, this is possible. Like this could, could happen for me. And then this is really where that energetic, um, emotional pieces start coming in. Cause that happens from a place of relaxation. We can't force that energy to move through it. It's totally comes from, um, from being able to relax. And for me, it's a lot of the buildup leading into the experience. So as like well. the foreplay? The foreplay and even the energy and the connection between me and a person Without leading into so like straddling your mind first. Totally. Yes. Totally. Yeah. That's what that's I think a huge chunk that we forget about is the like, have you built anything with this person? It, like mm -hmm. at least more than a rapport. Have you gotten to know and created a connection through getting close, through sharing, through intimacy mm -hmm. before you hop into bed with them because it will enhance your experience when you know who you're in bed with. Totally. Yeah, and I like to, to think of it, and I like that you kind of mentioned this earlier about like don't waste a number, you know? But it's like, <laughs> I love the way you were framing that because I was thinking like, yeah, there's no right, wrong, good or bad. And it's so important for us as women to dismantle that shit of like, what is white, right? What is yep. wrong? What is good? Is what yep. is bad? It doesn't matter. It's about tuning into like what feels authentic to me mm -hmm. right now. I've had one night stands that were sexually amazing and I've had like deeply intimate connected relationships and the sex is amazing. And I, f I just feel so important that we look at like, okay, like not to judge self no matter what the experience is, but it's more like, what experience do I want? Right, what am I creating? With what the do power I that I have, create? what am I yeah. creating? And then it takes that stigma away. And I think it's beautiful, like even anyone listening in that it's like, just he even hearing us talk about this for people can like dismantle like, oh, it's not wrong for me to do that. Or, oh, it's yeah. like, I get Learning to have to accept that. yourself yeah. in that present moment and not judge yourself and just yeah. be in the moment, allow it to happen. 
So you can truly have that experience that yeah. you always wanted. Or, and either way too, right? Like I recently had an awareness, this is so beautiful that like we're connecting at this time. I've recently had awareness for myself that I deeply desire like marriage and children in my whole life. I've been oh, like, congrats. I don't want to get married. I don't want to have kids. Yeah. Like I don't want to, like I was judging it because I mm. thought like I can't have that experience. Mm-hmm. Like that wasn't modeled to me growing up as as something that's healthy. And so it's like, we we have to look at it both we ways. We put these boundaries, right? yeah. We put these boundaries, these limitations, these judgments of self and other people so whether you want to have a one night stand or get married and have kids it's like just releasing the judgment of whatever that means and then we can Great sink point. into the experience um now yeah um i don't want people to feel like if they can't connect with the orgasm if they're not capable i don't i want i want you guys to know you're not alone mm-hmm. 10 to 40 percent of women actually cannot orgasm or haven't mm-hmm. experienced an orgasm or have had trouble orgasming and ali you mentioned earlier anxiety and cat mm-hmm. you mentioned you know mm-hmm. um safety what are some other reasons that could be blocking a woman's ability to be able to orgasm uh, for me it was pressure like pressure from a partner um because like, why aren't you orgasming? What do I do to make you orgasm? I felt a lot of pressure, which mm. I internalized oh and then God, gave yeah, myself too. a lot of pressure. Mm. Like you start beating yourself up, orgasm? what's How wrong I... with me? Yeah, and then it becomes this elusive end goal. So if if for anyone who does struggle with that, my actual suggestion would be take the end goal of orgasm off the table because it is the journey. And then you're able, it was when I stopped trying to be like, how do I get that orgasm? How do I get it? How do I get it? How do I get it? That then it came because... And I came, but (laughs) but because I took that end goal off and it's about creating a pleasurable experience. And part of the work that I do as well is erotic blueprints, which I don't know if you've been introduced to those at all. Oh no, give it, give it. Have you heard of the five love languages? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so it'd be similar to the five love languages, but sexually. So we each have a unique sexual wiring and the creator of this, um, her name is Jaya. She's been a sexological body worker for over 20 years. She's my mentor. She trained me as a coach, brilliant woman. I'm always continually continually learning from her. Oh, love it. But each of us is uniquely wired in how we receive sexual pleasure. So again, when we understand and learn our wiring and what makes us tick physically and psychologically, we can tap into more pleasure and it's not just genital focused. So my encouragement to women who are struggling with that would be to look at how else can I experience pleasure in my body and take the pressure off of that need to hit an end goal Mm -hmm. because Uh, honestly for me in that experience I discovered so much in my body and about myself and my pleasure and my connection to self and others then the orgasm didn't even matter and then I had the orgasm but I didn't even care that much because it was it literally like this might sound cliche but it was like who I became inside myself on that journey and there can be a lot of pressure. We grow up with porn and we see sex portrayed in a certain way and just, yeah, like dismantling all that shit and coming home to your body. What does my body like? How do I like to be touched? What pleases me? What what feels juicy, you know? There's There's a lot of discussion talking about the way in America we discuss sex and sexuality and how a lot of the narrative, the narratives we use are sports oriented. Yeah. You know, second base, third base, mm. home run. Oh, like mm-hmm. it's a competition. It's a competition. Yeah. So it actually pits men and women kind of against each other because you never have two teams that want both of them wow. to win. Wow, Ali, that right. is like a great yeah. point. Right, and, and so we have this narrative where we've really made men the winners and women the losers in regards yeah. to sex. And so this one debate was even saying that we should be comparing sex to, more, to things that are more open-ended like pizza. 
Like you can have a pizza <laughs> yeah. that's half pepperoni. Yeah. You can have some like you can have like some. I've had broccoli pizza. You can yeah. have pizza with garlic and whatever you want. You can have meat lovers Gluten on one free. side. Gluten free. Gluten yeah. free. You know, I'm vegan now, yeah. and I still eat vegan pizza. You know, yeah. and so we should be really looking at sex as something that's inclusive. Yeah, mm-hmm. sex that can be absolutely anything you want. Maybe it's not even a pizza. Maybe it's an empanada today. Like yeah. you know, it's yeah. literally yeah. anything yeah. delicious. <laughs> Instead of this competitive like situation that we've kind of developed and and i think it does impact us at some level even without us knowing hugely yeah hugely we have this goal that's like okay i got a nut i got a nut if i don't come then something's wrong so you fake it and now your partner has no idea what you actually like because now you've been faking it for two years i love this point though like because i when i'm when I hear clients very specific about what their mm-hmm. end goal is with a particular partner, I actually tell them to build a pizza, which is so funny that you say that you use it towards sex. I have them build a pizza because they come with all of these things that they have to have, but then I help them structure, but what else makes a delicious pizza? Mm-hmm. Like we know that you have to have the foundation of the crust. We know that you have to have the sauce. So like those are your non-negotiables. Yeah. But when it comes to the toppings, we can put, uh, there's a million toppings in the world that we can put on it and it's still a delicious pizza pizza what are these characteristics and these physical attributes that we can compromise or that we can accept within our partner and you'll find that you can meet a whole lot more people when you don't stick to just pepperoni and cheese yeah, and yeah. crust like yeah. i love this though when thinking about it from a sexual standpoint ali that is like so true if your end goal yeah. doesn't have to be you know the bus but it can be several different experiences oh my gosh totally using this for sex too i would say <laughs> i would say that yeah. like not being able to orgasm with a partner was my greatest blessing because i don't mm. know that i would have self-discovered sexually your, your calling too yeah yeah my calling and within my own body because that was the call to do that mm. and i think a lot of women maybe don't experience that level of self-discovery because they're stuck in that system of like, yeah, I either got to just hit the orgasm or fake it or, it. yeah. Because I also, because I think also for, I can't speak for every woman, but for me, especially when I was younger, I was really focused on, I don't want him to hate me. Yeah. I don't want oh, this guy I don't want to, like I don't want to disappoint him. I don't want to disappoint yeah, him. You were trying yeah. to perform for so, him. Yeah. Well, so it's like, so I'm going to have an orgasm. So he feels like oh, he did yeah. it. Yeah. Like he, oh, he did yeah. it, you know? Yeah. And so you're just left, basically you go to the bathroom and handle yourself while you're like, oh, I got to pee. You know, I got to clean up. Yeah. And then you're really in the bathroom, like masturbating, trying to make sure that you're like satisfied. But you know, it, <laughs> what? I know you're going to the bathroom. I know. To I'm telling you the job in my early twenties, man, I was, it was a thing. I was like, cause I, I didn't want. I didn't want a guy to get mad. I don't know why I was so yeah. worried that they would be mad at me. Like it was me that was broken. Except yeah. if you wanted and them to like you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was that I, I was so worried that they'd be like, you know, you're broken, you're defective, something's wrong with you. It's not me, yeah. I'm great. Yeah. You know, I'm awesome, it's you. And so I think that I had to really come into my sexual awakening. And mm-hmm. it was honestly a um, a situation. I was in a, uh, a um, I don't know, some people call it a thruple, but I was- <laughs> But I was in a polyamorous relationship with me and two guys and it shifted the way I saw sex, period. Yeah. And I think that was the relationship that really helped me realize what I deserve. Yeah. And that I didn't have to cater so, I mean, obviously you wanna care about the partner that you're with and make sure yeah. that they're gratified, but that it's about both of you. I don't think I really realized it before that. And I feel like as women, when we know what we want and we know our own bodies, then we can ask for it. Yeah, there's That's empowerment been my that comes experience, with it. Cause it's been that I thought men didn't want to deliver or what I thought was over delivering, but it was actually when I stopped and asked for it, like, okay, you're done. And now <laughs> no. I'm desiring this. Like, <laughs> and still sometimes it's like that, like, oh, I you, get to ask you for know, it. You know what relationship, 
You know, relationship I want parents to have with their children. Have you guys seen the show Sex Education on Netflix yet? No, but everybody's telling okay. me to watch you guys, oh, it. Clearly, yeah. I don't yeah. like a TV whore <laughs> and film. I know, you guys, I'm addicted. Um, but um, in the in the show, there is a sex therapist who has these open conversations with her son, which makes him squirm. He's uncomfortable. But he yeah. is so empowered by the information that his mother gives him. It's a really good that show. That he turns into coaching, you know, other people in, you know, his class yeah. and at school. But that, that kind of relationship is the same relationship that my mother had with me. She mm. sh shared with me her and my father's experiences, the experience that she wants to, me to have for myself and how to make a healthy choice when it comes to selecting who I decide to sleep with, what mm -hmm. I should be looking for through my experience. And when I do have an orgasm, putting myself first, mm -hmm. taking, like she almost made it okay, so uncomfortable. Like, so she took spicy the- Spicy mama? Yeah, yeah, spicy mama took the awkward and uncomfortableness yeah. out of the conversation for me. So when I did decide to finally lay up with the man, I felt empowered like I know what I'm doing I, and it wasn't a um ignorant or like I don't want to say ignorant but non-knowledgeable experience yeah. I actually felt extremely strong in my decision making and my experience and afterwards and I knew even before I did it what I was looking for as far as what I'm supposed to gain from this and it's not just about the other person but I know a lot of people don't have those conversations with yeah. their parents and their parents are they think that if they talk about it with them it will make them more inclined to have sex as opposed mm -hmm. to if they avoid it no, they'll just the have smarter sex it's mm -hmm. just yeah it just, <laughs> exactly yeah. I called my yeah. mom the day that I had my first sexual experience and told her um instead of uh going on, like turning myself on in the bathroom like you did, Allie. I called <laughs> my mom man. and I was like, mom, I just had sex for the first time. And she's like, all I wanna know is did you bust? Like, was it good? Did you yeah. enjoy yourself? Yes, I did. It was uncomfortable, but I knew like I was trying to get something from it, mom. Dude. And she was like, okay, keep working you at it. Are, that's, that's great. This is, <laughs> this is inspiring to yeah. women. Every Like, oh my gosh, mom goals. But we yes. need to have these conversations. Like why totally. your child should not have their first conversation about sex with the person that they're yeah. doing it with or mm -hmm. their homies. Yeah. Because they'll get taken down the and wrong They're going to get bad well, information. And for me growing up though, my mom was very open about sex and, and she did the like, I'm going to put a box of condoms in the bathroom for me and my brother. She said, I'm never going to count them. Like you got, she knew we were, that we were sexually active, but it, there was never an empowerment conversation See, about it. See, that's, that's something key that's key. Yeah. What your mom taught yeah. you there, because even the the safety or it's not something like, to be shunned it. and shamed of. Yes. Yeah. But the enjoying it—that's a very different. That's, that's a very different I think dynamic. Should that's have the amazing. conversations with their children as well. It shouldn't just be up to the mom to exactly. have the birds and the bees conversation. It yeah. should be the father as exactly. well, because there is empowerment there's also a, an intimacy with your child that is actually safe and it's yeah. not perverted it is hey That's it. this is coming from the people who you should be trusting the most to give oh. you information mm -hmm. well, making you feel safer because about right your decision mm -hmm. making because we and, also have to understand that that sexuality and sexual desire emerges at a younger age than we like to think yeah it does not pop up in high school when you you know start to have pubic hair it kids are are questioning it at a much, yes. much, much younger age. And yes. so there's different levels of conversations you need to have with your kids. Like people always say, but when should we have the sex talk? You should have the sex talk the minute your kids show any interest in sex. Yeah. Any interest and you develop, you make the it developmentally appropriate. The and they start yeah. humping their Barbies They're humping together. their Barbies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, yeah. like me and my parents, like, so my parents did talk to me about sex. We talked more, my parents are both doctors. I come from a medical family. So we had a very anatomical mm. conversation. And I remember I called my little boyfriend at the time and I was like, well, I heard that the man pees inside of the woman, and so we can never have sex because you know I was I was like in third grade, second grade, and we're talking about ejaculate and sperm and yeah. eggs, and I was like pee, 
Like pain. what else comes? It's pain. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you're not ever doing that, you know? And so, and so for me, I, that was, we talked a lot about it, but we never definitely talked about like enjoyment. When I yeah. had sex for the first time, literally me and my boyfriend, we were together for a long time. We like maybe two years and finally had sex. We literally prayed because we felt so devastated oh. that we, oh we were devastated. <laughs> I thought you meant you prayed before. Oh no, you we prayed, prayed after. We prayed after <laughs> oh, you for felt our guilty. sins. We felt guilty, and I I just Aww. feel like it, oh, I know because I was raised in a very conservative religion where my parents were the renegade parents that were willing to even talk about it. Yeah, you know it was like oh my god, but your parents you still felt said persecuted sex in front of you? after. Wow, but I definitely it was. I think there was a level of like did I do something wrong? Yeah, mm. and it took me, and that's why I think it took me into my like mid twenties to learn like oh no not at all no I'm great. Yeah, I love this. This yeah. is fabulous. Yeah, this is okay. <laughs> but even the, the sex conversation with kids, it's like, I uh, will vulnerably share that I started masturbating when I was like five. Like it was like the second I discovered That's a clitoris and like- That's not abnormal though. Not exactly. at all. It's not abnormal at all. Yeah, so there, you, like, I love what, that there needs to be almost like tears of, of sex education. Yes. Levels to this. Exactly. Because yes. we can be speaking to kids about, about sex and their pleasure at a very young age instead of shaming it and condoning like, it. Like whose book, why can't I think of her name right now? She had the talk show on the Comedy Central. She's funny, blonde, hilarious. Uh, Chelsea Lately. Oh, Chelsea, oh, I love in Chelsea. In her book, Chelsea. she was talking about how they had a sleepover and they were like seven and she was teaching all her friends how to masturbate. And so there's like a room full of like <laughs> yeah. seven-year-olds furiously masturbating against the carpet in this room. That is real. Like, why don't we talk but, about yeah. that? I mean, and, and exactly, because they make you feel like you're the only one. Yeah. Like it's you by yourself. Something's wrong with you. You're broken. And Girls then, don't think about sex. You're the only one. And then it's internalized as shame. <laughs> yeah. And then we're supposed to turn into adult women and be empowered in the bedroom. And super sexy for our husband. There can be an internal like you. You're a lucky. Mm -hmm. You're you're an anomaly. Honestly, but conversations you had with your mom towards the industry that I'm in so, now. Yeah, because she empowered me, so now I want to give it away too. Yeah. Yes, but like the the conversations are hard for parents because it's they see their children as children, but they have to understand that they are experiencing things and that they're surrounded by adults. And mm -hmm. if they do feel empowered or they do know the difference between you know, a safe sexual experience or non, like you have to have these conversations so that they don't even, and can protect, protect themselves from compromising situations. And if they're always looking for safety, safety, it'll be a roadmap for when they decide whom it should be, or, you know, if someone's taking advantage even. And it's just, I know it's these awkward, uncomfortable conversations, but once my mom started talking about it with me, I started asking her like, well, how did dad do it? Like, mm -hmm. you know, I yeah, started yeah, that, <laughs> see? I'm now like, that. what should I be doing? Because I really want to like understand understand this and there should be inquisitiveness and you know yeah. we have sex ed in high school but it's not it's enough. trash it needs to come from home and can you it's, imagine it's if like great. dads were having conversations with their daughters yeah. about sexuality and how beautiful that would be yeah in, experience because in that's race. where you learn you learn what the love of a man is like from your yes. dad yeah you know like they have like these daddy daddy daughter date nights and like you're supposed to take your daughter out and teach her like pull out the chair you know respectful conversation like how he's supposed to be nice to you and supposed My to treat you like a woman melting you know it's like do nice things show your daughter yeah. how charming and how nice men are supposed to be because like i had a dad he's very nice he's very sweet he's very supportive and always there and so i think that that definitely set me oh, up to yeah. understand like now there's certain things I don't tolerate. That's what you married just, though. You yeah. got your dad. And I married I married a guy very similar to my dad. Yeah. I actually really did. Um, a really nice guy who, low maintenance. 
My dad doesn't need much. Yeah. A chair, a TV, and a refrigerator. Yeah. Beyond that, he couldn't care. Yeah. But you had to go through a nice your bad car. boy phase, Allie, to appreciate a I did man have like a your bad father. Boy phase. I did <laughs> have a bad boy phase. We all have to go through a bad boy but phase. But yeah. I, I knew they were a phase the whole time. Because oh, I knew I didn't. I knew they were a phase. I knew they were for fun. I knew I, did, I didn't think like, oh, I'm going to marry this guy that's like yeah. doing this. I, I'm not going to get too serious talking to y'all about what these people are doing. But <laughs> <laughs> what, about, what about the guys? Like... Women have sometimes a hard time orgasming. What about the guys who have a hard time orgasming or the guys that Good have a whole time, yeah. a hard time holding the ejaculation? Or like, an erection or something. Yeah, the, or the erection. What is, what is their blockage coming from? I don't know. I mean, it can be coming from so many different places, but where mm. I always look is, those, is, all, is the pillars, the emotional pillar, the mental pillar, the energetic or spiritual pillar, and then the physical pillar. Cause it could be something physically off with hormones, but it, again, it could be the same thing with men. It can be like something in trust. It can be something in a fear of opening up, a fear of being seen. Mm. Um, so I've, I believe that there's a lot of parallels between the two, although obviously from a man's perspective, I can't speak. What is your recommendation? If you want to like get to the root of it, if you're like, okay, I am experiencing this and they're listening to you and they're like, okay, so maybe it's emotional. Maybe, you know, there's blockage. Maybe he's in fear or she is. How do you bring up or what's your recommendation to bring up that conversation with your partner or lover? to e email get some better sex. and have a coaching session. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, just contact that's me. My, that's not giving too much away. There's more, yeah. more to this. Yeah. Well, because it is also so personal. It's hard it to is. talk about sex in a global sense because we very are all true. a culmination of every little tiny moment in our lives. Yeah. And so there's very large answers you can give, but really- but it might be very different for two people. And literally like work with someone because we can't see these things in ourselves. They're, mm. they're we're in our yep. own maze, Speak right? It's like, we Why all, people need help. Like, and we're like, we're being coaches. Like I always have a coach still. Coaches like, have coaches. Always, yes, because we, need we you can't to understand see our that. own shit. We can't see our own patterns all the time. That. And it's powerful to have someone else be like, I, like there's this, 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 this. And if we just kind of like, and move everything around and clear some of this, these emotional blockages, it's like you're free. And I know that sounds really super simplified, but that would be my answer is like reach out to mm. myself yeah, or another coach or someone you resonate with that, yeah. that, can, that has experience in this area and can help you. Cause this isn't is new to, you're not alone. Yeah, There's people this who, is common. who work with And like us. they always say like neurosurgeons can't do surgery on themselves. Yeah. You, you can't, you can't watch yourself and be that no matter how introspective you are, no matter how much you think, you know, you always need that objective totally. person yes. that's outside of the situation. I was a hairdresser that. for 13 years and I- And your hair looks fabulous. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. I, I do love it. <laughs> like I love my own hair, but I love so you it. Admit, so you I, think I your hair is fabulous. It, yeah. it's, pretty, it's pretty good. Ladies yeah, I know. receive compliments. <laughs> it makes it easier to receive in sex as well. But, but I don't, the same thing, I, know, I don't cut my own hair. I didn't cut my own hair. Cause I'm like, I can't see the back. I can't yeah. get it straight. Like I'm gonna go, go to somebody who knows who can do it for me. Right. That's it. Mm -hmm. No, That's absolutely. It. Yeah. No shame in reaching out. No shame in asking for help because we all need somebody yeah. to come help us every once in a while. True or totally. false. Sex gets better with age, true or false? Mm. I, I say false. I think, I think it's subjective. What do you mean? I had good sex when I was very young. I'm, I'm only 30, so I can't like, <laughs> I like only have like, I, I have less decades of being sexually active. But yeah, I think it's subjective because I think our, your sex life can decline as you get older or it can um, oh, based improve. based on like your responsibilities so it's and based stuff. Based on you. Based, yeah. based, yeah. based on, based on, what on you your choose life. to make it. Like if you choose to make it a priority, if you choose to grow and evolve and expand in that area, 
it can get better. But if you choose that, like, oh, it's a decline as I get older, same with health, right? It's like, oh, I can choose that getting older means my health declines. Well, mm-hmm. you know, we always have to like throw out some sex ed when we're like we're on the show and yeah. give it like some stats. But I looked up a study because I wanted to see like, does it get better? And you're right, it's subjective. But studies have shown that um, in like surveys that were taken that 61% of women aged 18 to 24 experienced orgasms. Uh, when they uh, had sex, 65% of women in their 30s did, and then 70% of women in their 40s Mm. and 50s. Now, the reason why I believe these stats come to maybe be true is because the older that we get, the more uh, knowledgeable, the more we learn our body, the more time that we have to be able to be sexually explorative as opposed to, you know, when you yeah. do it early on, you're still figuring out even what you like. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I honestly didn't even learn to start writing until my thirties. Like yeah. I only had pretty girl sex honestly, until my thirties. Listen, I do, I do love, <laughs> I do love some pretty girl pretty sex. Girl I do love yeah. some pretty girl sex, but I will say like, I, I totally agree. Like, I think, you know, cause I'm only halfway into my thirties, but I would say I've probably had a good 10 plus years of, of, of actually knowing my body. Cause I yeah. feel like in my early twenties, I was really just, in the dark. I yeah. was like, what do you think is cool? I don't know. Let's try this. Let's try that. I don't know. But I feel like, and, and I think I'm hoping that my next decade in my forties will be even better. And mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping that, you know, also as the, uh, cause I think for me, once I got married that then the fear of getting pregnant kind of went away. Oh, cause I always had the anxiety when I was younger of like, Oh, I don't want to get pregnant. So I have to make sure. That's okay, a is good, it right really time good of point. Month? Yeah. Is it right? Oh, condoms, birth control, all these things like yeah. how to be safe. And so you're kind of, that's always in the back of it your mind. Your pleasure. It takes yeah. away the pleasure. If you're always thinking about, you know, all the safety stuff. And now I'm with a partner. So I know there's no STDs. So I'm not scared about having to go get tested now. And then I know, you know, if we have a child, fine, great. Yeah. You know, it's not the same fear. So I feel like that's great. And then maybe in my next phase, you know, when I stop having my menstrual cycle, then it's like, no kids at all. Yeah. Let's really go Woo! in. Like, yeah. I think, yeah. to, but Allie, I think to like Kat's point, what she's saying, um, just about like the, I think it has to do sometimes too with responsibilities. I think we have this idea that the older that we get, it goes down because you get married, it loses maybe the spice or you have kids, you don't make time for sex anymore. And so you come up with like a million excuses of why you're not doing it. And so I can see the challenge. Yeah, I can see the challenge of like being less sexually active. Therefore, it's no longer a priority. Therefore, it's no longer in the forefront of your mind and you're having less of it. And then when you do get time for it, it's kind of like a job as opposed to this like outlet or this amazing gift that you're giving your lover and you're experiencing. So I can see that happening on the other end too, which is why I always encourage people to actually go into the habit of putting sex on your calendar. Like if you are a busy person, even right now in your life and you do have a family or maybe you're just starting one or maybe you're even just like seeing someone that you feel safe with, it's okay to be a busy person and to schedule it and you actually have better sexual experiences that they show when you put sex on your calendar versus trying to always make it this spontaneous thing because then you mm-hmm. have to plan spontaneity as well. Like Kat, people think spontaneity you, just happens. Yeah. <laughs> Kat, what do you think about that? About spontaneity versus Scheduling. planning? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I like both. Yeah, I give okay. my clients sex homework. 
okay. like schedule this in. So. It's interesting. People have resistance to it though, but I think that that's they just are. a limiting, a limiting yeah. belief. It's just, it's just resistance. It doesn't have to be that way. There can be a lot of expansion and planning different games and touch games. Well, they just want it natural. They're like, I just want him to want me and I just want her to want me. And sometimes but this is, you don't like, you got to eat your vegetables sometimes even when you don't want them. Well, and when you plan it, and you get into that routine, it gets you in the energy of it, which makes it easier to be spontaneous. Spontaneous. <laughs> What's the word? <laughs> How do we say That's that word? That's a good point too. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah. I feel you on that. Okay, so what advice do you have when um, it comes to women who aren't orgasming? You said they should be reaching out to you. Now, what happens if like there's something that they want to try for the first time and they want like to squirt. Like this is a thing. I don't mm -hmm. know if I've actually squirted. What if I'm somebody who's struggling and I, I want to squirt? He keeps talking about squirting. How do I squirt? Like how do you take your orgasm to the next level? So if you if you haven't squirted or you're yeah, not like sure if you've squirted that, but like you want to learn how to, to do, squirt. Yeah, or put, uh, different positions they want you to try. How do you give into that? I guess first would be a desire to go there. Like you have to have a desire to want to go there. And honestly, secondly, would be like literally going on YouTube and looking up, there's some reputable educators that will teach like in an instructional video, like how you find the G spot and how you actually stimulate it. Cause that can be an adventure in its own. I, I feel like everything can be answered I've, with Google. I've had men <laughs> trying to find it and I'm like, no, it's not, no. Not little there. bit down, little bit, put your wrist up, do this, do that. And it, so it can, you have to make light of it too, it's right? Real. Like not take it so seriously when you're finding that. But I didn't think I was able to squirt and and now I can squirt. I remember the first time it happened I was like, oh. am I squirting? Oh my God, yes, that's so yes. amazing. I like took a picture <laughs> Wait, of the Ellie, sheets after. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna talk about what I do oh. or don't do. I'm not getting, I did not, I'm not talking about myself at all. There are certain okay. things you know, I talk Ellie, about. Keep I'll it take two minutes for professional. Things, yeah, there's certain things I don't want my client sitting across from me like, yeah. <laughs> well, after I squirted the first time, I took a picture of the sheets and the puddles I made and oh, sent them to my friend as I was so proud. I'm like, I did it. So that was from, you squirted it from vaginal sex? No, from, from a G-spot stimulation. Okay. Okay. Um, it's the come hither motion. And yeah. we're obviously not record, like video recording so people can't see. But if you take your two fingers and it's like hook, you want to like bring in a hook, but you also want to have your wrist up. So a lot of men will have it down oh. and that's not getting it. So you got to have we'll, it we'll up post a, and like uh, a, a pulling video with her doing it. So yeah. you guys can see. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll add that in. I'm going to make a boomerang gotta, of her you, doing you gotta, it gotta, so you guys can see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to play because each of us are G-spots located in a, in a slightly like it's different in every woman's body so it's also like feeling out so what i'll have men do is like okay like this or like this yeah. or like this like pulling or stroking and it's really feeling out your own body and i mean you can do that on your own too and, and feel on yourself like what what feels better and what makes more arousal we have a boomerang video coming to you guys with her showing you <laughs> i'm gonna post it on ig so that way you guys can see so you can practice this <laughs> how important is self-esteem when it comes to the orgasm i heard that this is extremely important i want you to speak on it everything everything mm. it's everything it's everything if you why don't, why is it everything if you don't like yourself I think that's probably a big reason why I couldn't orgasm with men for a long time. I had really low self-esteem. I was really, really hard on myself. Um, it's your body. It's your pleasure. If you don't like yourself, if you don't feel good about yourself, you're not even going to allow yourself to experience pleasure. 
So it comes from this place of needing to be confident, needing to love self. Um, once again, we're always pushing like self-love here. So esteem is crucial. Um, and it also is crucial in your selection of who you go to bed with. And I always yes. say you date at the level of your self-esteem. So you totally. can tell what you think about yourself by who you're choosing to mm. spread your legs for. Mm. Mm. Just a just a thought right there, you guys. Mm -hmm. She does say that. <laughs> she says it and it's mm -hmm. real. Uh, we always wrap up the show with date or dash. Okay. So um, we are going to ask you these series of questions and you get to choose whether you're going to go on a date with this person or you would dash. Ooh, okay. This is fun. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Dinner with Donald Trump, date or dash? Dash. You wouldn't go? No. Not just to no. even ask him any questions? No. no. Spicy really wants somebody no. to go. go for no. Someone's going to go. Okay. No. <laughs> dinner with your ex-lover, date or dash? Date. You would go out with your ex-lover again? Absolutely. Aww. Depends which one. <laughs> See, there's always a depends. <laughs> dinner with your great, great grandmother. Absolutely. Okay. Date. And dinner with your ex-boss. Dash. Dash, you're not going nah. out? No, not even to nah. show them like, look, I'm better without you, blah, blah. Nah, you can catch me on TV. <laughs> there you go. They can see my buckets of my glory. There we go. <laughs> okay, Kat, let everybody know where they can find you, how they can reach out to you if they want yeah. to um, inquire more about your services. Come find me on Instagram. I love IG and it's at K-A-T underscore T-R-I-M-A-R-C-O on Facebook. I'm Kat Trimarco, K-A-T space T-R-I-M-A-R-C-O. Um, email me if you have any questions or you're like, hey, I'm struggling with this or something you guys talked about resonated with me in this way. It's contact at kattrimarco.com. So C-O-N-T-A-C-T at K-A-T-T-R-I-M-A-R-C-O and website, same thing, www.kattrimarco.com. And then Dr. Ali, where can they find you? You can find me at allisonhicks.com. That is A-L-L-Y-C-I-N, absolutely bananas, A-L-L-Y-C-I-N. It's Allison Hicks and that's on Twitter, that's on Instagram, everything. And you guys can play with my Twitter or stroke my Instagram at SpicyMati. Go to thespicylife.com. Also make sure that you click, subscribe, like, comment. Let us know if you have any questions or anything that you want us to talk about on the show or even bring you on the show. Info at thespicylife.com. And there you guys have it. You have just been spiced. The Spicy Life.